Hello, welcome into another episode of Armchair GMs. I'm Tommy Tellerino, and alongside me today is Jordan and Adam. And guys, we are very close to the start of the season. But how are you guys doing today? Oh, Adam, I feel like you should take this one first. On how I'm doing? Um, I mean, I'm all right. I am breaking at the seams for, for the NFL season to start. I've got way too many leagues to keep track of, though, this time. Yeah, it's your, like, initiation into being a true degenerate this year, you know? Mm -hmm. We've got, like, well, me and you are in, like, four leagues with each other, something like that. I've got, like, six. Tommy's in quite a few. So I, I got five now, yeah. Yeah, fancy football is in full swing. I'm doing good. Good to have Adam back, our, our uh, in-season analyst. Certified in-season analyst for armchair GMs. The GOAT is back. The picks are back. I think this is a great start, man. We are so close. Kansas City, Detroit, Thursday night. It's going to be a good time. It's our last off-season episode. I mean, we're almost there, but we got division predictions and with uh, award predictions as well. We'll start out with the division predictions. Uh, Adam, since uh, it's been a while, I'll let you pick what division we're going to start with today. Uh, probably one of my uh, the easiest to predict for me. Uh, the the AFC South started good start. South. Start good start. Bottom. <laughs> hey, you got to work your way up. Got to work bottom up. But um, I mean, for me, I think this one's pretty clear. Uh, it's going to be Jacksonville. Ronnie Bass and Dougie P owning the South. Um, I, I did records too for everyone. I don't know if you guys did. Oh, I was not. I was not in tune oh. like that. <laughs> oh, I got yeah. I got a uh, what I think. I got floor, ceilings, and like in between. Uh, mm. I have them probably going thirteen and four. Um, I don't see them falling below five hundred this year. And if they hit everything right, probably fourteen and three. Um, I guess I'll go next. Uh, Jacksonville winning this division pretty easily for me. Uh, although I do want to give a shout to the Tennessee Titans. We talked about it in our last episode, Tommy. They had a very mature offseason. They did some really good things. I think their defense will be underrated. Um, I just think offensively Jacksonville is just so much better. And it's just it's going to be hard for them to uh to overcome that. So I'll take Jacksonville for the division. Yeah, um, I mean Tennessee's problem for at least the past years has always just been injuries, and if they can, if they can keep healthy, healthier this year, I do think they can compete with Jacksonville. But I'm also taking Jacksonville. Just uh, like you said, offensively wise, Tennessee can't really match that. So going Jacksonville. Yeah, and then you got the other two, Houston and Indianapolis. They're they're there this season. Uh, they're starting the rebuilds. Um, it's it's Two a work nice in progress for them. Great, yeah, great stadiums. I mean, one nice stadium with no Jonathan Taylor in sight for the first four games and maybe the rest <laughs> of the year, though. Um, True. Houston, you know, they got C.J. Stroud under center. Good luck with that for the year. But um, Tennessee, like you said, just a couple of struggles. I still think they're going to be a solid team overall. I I think they'll finish around 500. Uh, Mike Rabrel coaching them, 
you know, he'll coach them up. They'll get some wins that they probably shouldn't, and the defense will carry some wins. But, like, this division in general, it's pretty easy. Jacksonville clears everyone. So, Jordan, I'll let you pick the next division. Let's stick with AFC. Uh, let's go to maybe the hardest division to predict, AFC North. Um, I have the Baltimore Ravens winning this division. I'm all in on Todd Munkin. Uh, I think that John Harbaugh gets a healthy defense, which is something they haven't had uh, in a while. And I think Todd Munkin brings this offense to the 21st century. Uh, no more three yards in a cloud of dust football. Greg Roman's gone. I hope I never see another quarterback power ever again with Lamar Jackson. Uh, Bengals, fantastic team. You know, they'll be right there. No one's going to be shocked if they win it. Uh, I'm hesitant on Cleveland. I don't think they're very good. Um, defensively, they're strong. And Pittsburgh, <sighs> sorry, Adam, I don't believe in Kenny Pickett. Like, I think everything else for Pittsburgh is fantastic. I just, I think the quarterback is horrible. So I'm all in on Todd Munkin, John Harbaugh, and a Lamar Jackson MVP season. Um, I think uh, I'd be delusional to say that I think the Steelers are going to finish above either Baltimore or the Bengals, but I do, I do have faith in the finishing above the Browns. Um, Tomlin's never had a season with them under 500, and I, if that's what they're shooting for, then they probably will get it because it's it's they're very good at being mediocre uh, recently. But between the top two, like you like you, I, I could see the Bengals and the Ravens really like almost finishing identical records. I, I it'd be hard for me to pick kind of one over the other, but I think just uh, this year I'm going to keep going. I say Bengals go back back to back. Yeah, I'm kind of with back. Adam on this one. I, you know, I got Cincy winning the division, but I got the Ravens one game behind them. Uh, the Bengals, I got 13 and four Ravens, 12 and five. Um, I think it's going to be a shootout for the one seed for them in the division. Pittsburgh, I have nine and eight on the year. I don't think uh, the record gets broken this year. Although I am also not the biggest fan of Kenny Pickett. I do think he probably will develop this year. So I think, um, you know, they did surround them with good talent. I think they'll win some games that they probably shouldn't, especially in the division. I can see them stealing not, one. Not week one. Uh, week one, they're getting shut out. Playing San Francisco, that, that game won't be close. Is so Nick Bosa going to play? One. It doesn't matter. They're starting Oh, okay. One. What if they get the Brock? Okay. We have – it doesn't matter. They're starting 0-1. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, I – I got Cleveland coming in last, but I still think uh, if they do hit their ceiling, this that could be a wild card team. I just think there's a lot of holes in the Cleveland team. I know that they, you know, they signed Watson to the huge contract. I still think the defense is a little suspect, but overall, it's going to be Joe Burrow's division again. I I just don't see Baltimore coming up against them when it comes down the clutch. A lot of Lamar well, fans um, in the chat today. A lot of Lamar fans. Well, I, listen, I, I I love Lamar. I just I just don't see it happening this year. I'm sorry. Mm, okay. All right. I'll remember that. I, <laughs> I, I, I think the offense will be great, but I'm just not sold on the defense just yet for Baltimore. Is that okay? Whatever. All right. All right. We'll um we'll go we'll go AFC West for the next one. 
Um, oh man, this is so. I, I want to get it out of the way. <laughs> and we we got the AFC South out of the way. We'll just get the AFC West out of the way. Um, Kansas City. I I mean that's about it. Anything else? Yeah, gun to yeah. gun to my head. If I had to bet one thing in my life to keep me alive, it's Kansas City having this division wrapped up by the end of October. <laughs> October. Oh wow. I was I thought you were gonna say September. Yeah, I mean, you know, Patrick Mahomes might start the season off slow. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Um I I, I got yeah. Yeah. This I, yeah. Kansas City's thirteen and four. Um I think the Chargers will take a step with um new coaching. Yeah, I mean let's 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 talk about thing. You know, we can't just. It's like fifteen seconds on this. Everyone knows Kansas City will win, but let's talk about the other teams. The Vegas Raiders are horrible. They're awful. They stink. They'll be lucky to win five games. But Denver see Aiden O'Connell by three. (laughs) But out of the Chargers and Denver, one of those teams might be a wild card team. Um, my bet is on the Chargers. I like Kellen Moore. I think Russell Wilson is unfixable, and uh, if Jared Stidham is taking snaps this season for the Broncos, I uh, I won't be shocked. If there is one person that can actually try and turn that team around, though, I, I do think Sean Payton could. Um, but like you said, it kind of depends on Russell Wilson if he is fixable or not. Because if he has any kind of season like last year, it's it's just bottom it's maybe even below Raiders I um I'm not I'm not gonna just count out Russell Wilson just yet probably after this year um <laughs> I still I still think there might still be a turnaround uh I feel like this Denver team is a very Sean Payton team I feel like they'll probably go around nine and eight um maybe they fight for a last wild card the Chargers though um if they play up to their full potential maybe they they um they run for the first seed in the division, but I just don't see Kansas City even without Chris Jones dropping a lot of games. I know uh, that's a big thing with Kansas City right now is uh there's no Chris Jones, so everyone's hesitant on the defense. But um we've talked about it before on here where they'll get the big play when they need it, and the offense they'll probably win most of the shootouts. As for Vegas, it's Josh McDaniels head coaching, so I mean. That's pretty much all you need to know. It's probably going to be a below 500 year for him. Um, Jimmy G, uh, Devontae Adams, uh, Hunter Renfro, Jacoby Myers. So I, the wide receiver room is solid. You know, they got Josh Jacobs back. But there's still a lot of holes, I feel like, especially in the secondary. So I, it's just going to be I a will, typical AFC West year. I will be tuned in. Michael Mayer, my goat, tight end. I will be there every week to watch him catch four passes for 35 yards. I will be there. He's he's the next big thing, I'll tell you that. I mean, Notre Dame guy, um, he's he's going to bring a lot of legacy and prestige into that group of criminals there in Vegas, yeah, I'll that, tell you that. That, that. Those outlaws, those yeah. cowboys. Uh, <laughs> um, we'll, we'll finish with the AFC East. Um, I'll let one of you guys start for this one. Go ahead, Adam. Take it away. Okay. Well, I just – I don't know if there's much to be said. I, they're, I, Josh Allen and the Bills, they just 
simply do not lose many games. I think this will be similar uh, to the West, and the Bills are going to win it easily. But I I can't really say that easily because I think I do think the Jets are going to not really surprise a lot of people. A lot of people expect big things this year. There's a lot of hype around them, but I think they'll at least grab the wild card spot. And then, uh, sorry, Tommy at Patriots. It's all right. Bot- Don't bottom. worry. Uh, Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. They got the hardest we're, schedule we're, in football. We're in the same boat. Our teams are not they're, good. They're past their primes. It it's all right. Me. Oh man. It's all right, well, Jordan. Listen, you know, I'll 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 follow up that great analysis from Adam that <laughs> Buffalo doesn't lose a ton of games, and he's exactly right. Um, but let me tell you a tale. Uh, there was once a man by the name of Tua, and he was very concussed, but I think he came out of that last season a new man. He knows how to fall down now, and that is a big improvement. And unlike him learning the skills of falling down, Vic Fangio knows how to pick an offense up, and I, or defense up, and I think that leads the Miami Dolphins to winning this division. Mm. Um, I love what Vic Fangio brings to a defense. I think if they can be a middle-of-the-road defense, and I think when Jalen Ramsey comes back, I think they can even have the upside to be top 10, top 12 unit. That's going to give the Dolphins the edge they need. Because let's be real, when Tua was healthy last year, this offense was humming. It was a finely-tuned machine. He doesn't have to do too much. His limitations as a quarterback are very buttoned up because he only has to throw the ball two yards down the field and Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle do the rest. And then you have Devin A-Chain, Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson. They might trade for Jonathan Taylor. Like, that running back room is ridiculous. I'll take the Dolphins. I think the Bills' defense is aging, and they're counting on Von Miller way too much, and he's already missing the first four games. The Jets, I like them. Aaron Rodgers, 40. They have a great defense, but weapon-wise, it's pretty much Garrett Wilson and Shala. Yeah, Brees Hall when he gets fully healthy. But right now, you're playing the corpse of Dalvin Cook and trying to manage his snaps. So, also offensive line, the worst Aaron Rodgers ever played with, maybe. So I'll take the Dolphins just because the Bills are going to age out a little bit. Not to say the Bills are not going; they're going to be a great team. So I just think the Dolphins can beat them. And New England. They're there. Got an, got an offensive coordinator this year. Yeah, that's the big step. I mean, all I'm, as a New England fan this year, all I'm looking for is around almost 4,000 yards for Mac Jones, 30 touchdowns, limit the turnovers. That's all I care about. I don't care what the results are because we're probably going to lose most games. It is what it is. Um, yeah, I got New England finishing last. They'll probably be the only team below 500 in the division. I got them going 8-9. and nine. Um, as for division winners, I'm, I'm going Buffalo. It hurts my soul, but I, I gotta pick them just because I've seen so many games now where I think they should lose and they win. I think the Jets, they'll probably be right behind them, but I feel like it's a very similar situation from when, uh, when Brady went to Tampa, where I think they're probably going to lose a couple games and then they'll play in. And then once the wild, they'll get the wild card spot. And then everything will probably turn around. Uh, for Miami, I got them right behind the top two. I um, I don't know. If, if Tua does get hurt, they are set, though, with Mike White. 
so they do have one of the the best backup quarterbacks if Tua ends up going down. I think the playmakers for Miami are great. I just I'm not all in on the defense yet. I think uh, there's going to be some games that's going to be not great, but not terrible where they'll probably have to work in some snaps, but I think Buffalo's going to win the division again. I just, I can't, I can't not pick them. I, I've seen it too many times where it just goes against me. Um, We'll throw to the NFC. Um, Which division you guys want to start with? So we get uh, the South out of the way again. No. All right. Um, well, Adam, I'm going to take it from you because I want to go on a rant. This okay. is the worst division in football. Um, I did, There's a reason every single one of these teams can win the division, and there's equal reasons every single one of these teams could have Caleb Williams. Um, it, the Orleans run of the mill. They have another vet quarterback. They're going to be my pick to win the division. Derek Carr is the best quarterback in this division, but that's just because we have Desmond Ritter, a rookie, Bryce Young, and Baker Mayfield. Like, that's the only reason he's the best quarterback. Defensively, the Saints probably have the best defense. Offensively, should be pretty decent, but I'm inclined to almost say that Dennis Allen is the worst coach in this division. So I'll take the Saints, but it's because of every other team's having a weakness than it is the Saints being the best team in this division. Atlanta should be the most fun watch, but also Desmond Ritter. So it could be the worst team. Uh, Saints, or not Saints, Carolina. We said it last episode, Tommy. Great coaching staff. Um, Just not really convinced by their weapons. And you have a rookie quarterback. And then Tampa Bay is, is a mess. It's It's a mess. To retire at home at this point. Adam, I'll let yeah, you go. Okay, yeah, there's not really much to say after that. So I'm just going to put my picks in order of how I think that division is going to end up. And I'm going to go Saints. Uh, I think the Panthers may win more games than the Falcons. So I'm going to go Panthers, Falcons, and then Buccaneers at the bottom. And like Jordan said, there's a chance either any of these teams could end up with Caleb Williams. I think the Buccaneers are going to give the Cardinals a run for their money for that number one pick if they still have theirs. It it is it is stinky there in Tampa Bay. It is they sold their soul to the devil, and <laughs> he has come to collect. There is not much to be excited for. Traded that ring for ten years of pain. I mean, two years of Todd Bowles is worse than 10 years of pain. They're <laughs> going through both of them. I, um, I also, I got the Bucks finishing last. I've seen Baker Mayfield at quarterback. I, it's just, even in this division, it's probably not going to get it done because it hasn't gotten it done when he was with Carolina in the same division. But it's um, moxie though, man. He's, he's such an underdog. Listen, I love Kyle Trask. I just want Kyle Trask to start. <laughs> all right. Kyle Trask is so underrated, all right? I've seen him throw way more touchdowns to Kyle Pitts than any Falcons <laughs> quarterback ever has. It's a damn True. shame what's going on in Atlanta, too. You already know how I feel about Atlanta, Jordan. <laughs> Adam, last time, Jordan wanted to sell me in on this Atlanta offense, and I said, no, I'm not playing this funny little game, I think it was. 
Is that what yeah. you're calling it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't care if it's going to be a run-heavy offense. They have Desmond Runner at quarterback. They're probably not winning more than six games, I'll tell you that. Carolina, I, I they got solid pieces. But, I mean, Bryce Young, rookie year, it's, it's going to be development. I don't see him getting in the playoffs unless they win the division. And for the Saints, well, you're, you're the most well-rounded team in the division, and you got the easiest schedule in football. You'll get probably six wins in the division, and all you need is, like, two outside of it. You don't need yep. much to win this. Uh, Derek Carr, I, I think he'll have a bounce back here. I think Chris Olave and him will be a great connection. Uh, Kamara, missing the first three games, I don't think it's going to hurt them that much. I thought that was a great signing by Jamal Williams. I think he'll hold it down. It's Noah's got this clear cut, I think. We'll, uh, we'll go to the NFC North for the next one. Um, Detroit opening night, Thursday night against Kansas City. I think that's, that's they'll be a good game. But overall, I think they're going to have a good year. I think this is Detroit's year to win the division. Dan Campbell taking kneecaps. I got them going 11-6. and six. That's enough to win the division. I think right behind them will be Minnesota and nine and eight, maybe. I don't think Minnesota, they're not going to go on the miracle run like they did last year. You know, they won way too many one possession games off of way too many miracles. Uh, Green Bay, I'm not sold on Jordan Love at QB, and I think the defense is suspect. I got them going um, around eight or 500, somewhere in that area. Same with Chicago. I think it's a developmental year. Um, I think Justin Fields will improve, but overall, I still think they're coming up towards the bottom of the division. Um, love everything you said. You know, I'm gonna let you finish, but um, there's a big issue with Detroit, and as much as I'm back in on Dan Campbell, I I was sacrilegious. Okay, that around week four last year, I hopped off the train. I wasn't a believer, and I got proven wrong. I'm a believer in Dan Campbell. He's a leader of men. What I'm not a believer in is Jared Goff being the Cinderella story every year, every game, every snap. The clock strikes midnight at some point, and Jared Goff is a pumpkin. He's he's just a very average quarterback. And Ben Johnson, amazing OC, one of the greatest young minds in football right now. He has limitations, and I think this division, although it's kind of in a transition period, Minnesota, professional team, professional quarterback. I think Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than Jared Goff. Kevin O'Connell, good weapons, good offensive line. The defense, we all know about the defense. Didn't stop them last year. Now, I agree with you. They're not going to win as many one-possession games, but Kirk Cousins shows something that he hasn't shown in a while. He showed up in the big moments. I mean, a lot of them were one o'clock games. Like, let's not get, you know, primetime Kirk is still a curse. But one o'clock games, you got to win them, right? I'm taking Minnesota. I have Detroit finishing right behind them. I'm going to take Green Bay. I think Green Bay will be better than people think, but I also think they'll be worse than people think. Because I think people think they'll probably win the division. I don't think so. But then there's the other camp of people that think they're going to be horrible because of Jordan Love. The truth is somewhere in the middle. I'm not a fan of Jordan Love. And then Chicago, the most overrated team of the offseason. I know Justin Fields is a great prospect, 
he didn't look like a great prospect his first year. He looked horrible. And then last year, sure, he was amazing on the ground. What did he do through the air? Nothing. So um, he has to take a step. And we said that last, you know, a couple episodes ago. It's all about him taking the next step. I don't think they're good enough defensively or offensively to be any of these three teams in front of them, though. This um this division for me, how it's going to play out this season is going to be similar to how the AFC North played out last year, just like record wise. Um, I think a lot of these teams are going to finish near five hundred. Uh, like the besides the division winner, who this time I'm going, I'm going to be a believer with Tommy. I'm going to take the Lions Let's winning go. the division. Um, but I think the I think the Vikings they'll but like like Tommy said uh just won too many close games that they probably shouldn't have. I do still think they're uh, a couple games over 500, maybe 10 and seven, but I do think the lions will have one more and the bears. But last year they started three and four and then lost 10 straight or something. Um, is that how their season went? I'm pretty oh, sure yeah, they had a horrible like end run. Yeah, yeah. I think only um, bears fans know, to be honest. <laughs> uh, but I still have them at the bottom, but I do think they're at least going to do outperform last season. Um, I am not really a believer in Jordan Love, but I guess we're going to see. They can't, they don't have much to like do worse on last than last year. I mean, they were under five hundred. They, it's just a, I guess, a transition year. See how Jordan Love can handle starting quarterback all year. Um, so I think you could flip flop the Bears and Packers for me, but I'm taking the Lions at the top of this division. I like what you're thinking, Adam. Where I mean, you got to hop aboard the Dan Campbell train. Uh, I actually just looked it up because I didn't take this into account when I was doing my record predictions. Minnesota's got seven primetime games this year. Mm. Oh, seven uh, losses. Um, yeah. Right, okay. I I uh, I'll I'll change my answer. No, I won't. But, I won't. Um, we'll get, I, I was going to two wins from those. I was going to say, Kirk. Who knows? Maybe he breaks the curse this year. Um, I just. The, the that offensive line in Detroit too. I you gotta love the big men, so that I'm riding that train too. Oh, absolutely. Listen, uh, man, I think the <laughs> I think the offense in Detroit is fantastic. Uh, again, I just think that Jared Goff has moments where he is horrible. And that is it's, true. It's it's not all the time. It's just sometimes. And you know, sometimes you lose those games that you probably should win. And I think that's going to be kind of the thing. And a lot of times last year they were down going into half, and then you know they showed up. You got to be a complete team, you know. Uh, Minnesota was a complete team. They won way too many close games. Their defense was horrible, but they still somehow won, right? And the defense can't get worse than it was last year. I mean, oh, there's it's not just possible. The, yeah, I mean, it was me and you playing Traffic safety. Traffic cones and like yeah. it was like it can't get worse. They allowed as many points as the Lions, and they scored less, and they won four more games. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, is, is this Jared Goff contract year? Uh, I don't know if it's his contract year. I think he has one more year. No, it might be his contract year. I, I don't say, know. It's either this year or next year. I was just saying, maybe, uh, Jared Goff's time in Detroit is coming to an end. Maybe he goes out with a bang. You never know. But, um, we'll go to the NFC West. Uh, Jordan, I'll let you take it since, uh, you're Mr. 49er over here today. Well, uh, you know, I'll give the props to the rest of the division first. The Cardinals are going to win three Caleb games. Williams. Uh, yes. Uh, the Rams are going to be better than they were last year. But Cooper Cup's already hurt. 
Um, and six wins, seven wins. Yeah, they had five, so that's better. Yeah. <laughs> um, Seattle is. I was close. I'm gonna be honest. I gotta be objective. I try to be objective. I was close to picking Seattle. I love what they did. I think their offense is going to be fantastic. I think Gino, people think he's going to turn back into a pumpkin. He might, right? It's completely possible. I mean, he was a backup for so many years. But I think he he doesn't have to do a lot. Good offensive line. Good run game. Maybe the best wide receiver trio in the NFL. I mean, JSN's going to be a monster underneath. DK, Tyler Lockett, we know they, we know what they do. And then Charbonnet, Kenneth Walker, like I said, great running back duo. And defensively, they have really started to fix that defense. I'm not scared of their defensive line, but their secondary solid. Their linebackers are pretty good. But when you talk about the best roster in football, top to bottom, it's San Francisco. I'm going to give us the edge because of our defensive line, assuming Bosa plays, right? Assuming Bosa plays. I don't. I have his jersey on today, actually. Get the deal done, John Lynch. So I'm going to give us the edge, but I do think Seattle's going to give us a run for our money. I'll let you go, Adam. Take it away. Okay. Yeah. Um. I just think they're, like, like Jordan said, the, the 49ers... I just think the QB problem is is large. Uh, I do have faith in Brock Purdy in leading that team to win games because he doesn't have to do a ton because the rest of the team is so solid, sound defensively and offensively. Um, so as long as they at least have a consistent QB, like they're not having struggles with injuries, I, I do think they top that division. Closely followed uh, the Seahawks. Um, Rams can't do much worse. If Cup can come back after a week or two and stay healthy, then they are gonna they're gonna do better. And then the Cardinals, they are. I don't. I, I genuinely. I wonder what's going on in the players' minds there. Just seeing how what the uh, what the management's trying to do. But Adam, when you turned your laptop on, did you have fire in your gut? Yeah. When <laughs> when you sat down in that chair, was there fire in your gut? Yes or uh, no? Uh, We're looking for killers yeah. on the armchair GMs, okay? Killers. What? Do you want me to tell it how it is? Or what are you trying to say? <laughs> That's what Jonathan Gannon said to the players. Oh. Um, Marquise Brown will be, will, will be out of that, that team midseason. Buda Baker will retire after the first quarter of the, the year. He's pulling Levante um, Davis? Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, Clayton Toon, Toonchi Maine, will, uh, will be playing quarterback likely. Or Joshua Dobbs, Rocket Man. They're gonna be horrible. Um, most of the fans will be family and friends. Um <laughs> that's that's brutal. And the owner will be in the in the suites. And that's that's just how the season's gonna go. You got the Phoenix Suns out there in Arizona. That's that's the only bright spot right now in, in Arizona sports. Uh, they're winning Caleb Williams. Kyler Murray's getting shipped off probably. Um the Rams, I'm just not sold on them of going above 500. I just think the roster's too broken down. I love Stafford and Cup, but Cup's already hurt. Stafford, he's probably one hit away from a broken neck again. I mean, I just I can't trust it. Seattle, though, I'm I was really high on coming into the season. 
you know, I, I'm with you, Jordan. I love what they did to the team. Geno Smith, I I don't think he has to be great in this offense. That's the thing. They set up it. They, there's weapons all over for him. The offensive line got way better. You know, to be to be honest with you, offensively, I think the coaching disparity between San Francisco and Seattle is why I give them the edge. But Seattle's offensive line is probably better than San Francisco's. And weapon-wise, I mean, they kind of match them. Yeah. Maybe not at the tight end position, but that's about it. And it's kind of crazy that Seattle's offensive line is is this good because a couple of years ago, I mean, it was just everyone's getting through there. I mean, Russell Wilson was getting killed. Uh, Chris Carson had to retire. I mean, it was it was awful. 49ers, I they're just too good of a team, I think. I I got them winning the division. You know, they have all the pieces there. It it just comes down if they can win the NFC Championship game. That's really it. But um you know, got to stay healthy to do that. No I, Christian I, McCaffrey at quarterback. I'm not talking about just last year. I'm talking about the year before that too. It's all right. Uh, it happens. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm just I'm Fair just enough. saying in general they that's that's what their problems been. It hasn't been them not being able to make it out of the division. I'm well, Adam Adam brought up a solid point. You know, it's all about the quarterback yeah. with us. You know, our and party it, might be bad. Who knows? All you need him to do is game manage. That's it. And then he's got five checkdowns to Christian McCaffrey. You win the game. I promise you. I swear. I can't tell you you're wrong. You're you're hundred percent right. <laughs> Maybe like a little handoff to Debo here and then, a pass to Ayuk for five yards. Kittle maybe ten yards on the play action. That's all you need. Yeah, I mean it's it's a very simple offense. You know, just don't turn the ball over. It's a winning recipe. Um, Adam could run it. I've seen I, him throw. Nice, nice be, spiral. You know, no, Bo Nix I mean, can run it. When it's going ten yards, I mean, come on, <laughs> who better? Who, who better than Adam Hood? Not many. I'm. Hey, if you're on the waiver wire in fantasy, I'd pick you up week one. I, I appreciate that. A hundred fob right off the bat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll we'll go with the last division. Uh, we'll go with the NFC East. Um, you guys want me to start? Or one of you guys want to take it away? Take you it away, Tommy. So I think the vision is – I think it's pretty clear and cut. I think Philly is going to win. I get that, you know, a lot of people may think, oh, but they did lose pieces. I think they, they placed them really well in the draft. Um, and I just think there's a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. They're going to win a lot of games. Uh, I think the only thing about uh, the Philly team, maybe they re- regress a little bit because of coaching staff. Uh, you know, they lost a lot of the coaching staff to other teams. Um, I got Dallas right behind them. The big question with Dallas is is if Dak can perform. If Dak can perform, maybe they win the division. I'm sold on the defense. The defense is amazing. Offensive line isn't where it was um, a couple years ago, but they still have playmakers. You know, they bring in Cooks. Uh, Tony Pollard is a lead back now. Mike McCarthy's probably going to give him a lot of touches. The Giants, I still think they're a solid team. Uh, they're another situation where they won a lot of one-score games. They, it's just like they they came with the big play right at the end. Maybe it doesn't happen as much this year, but I still think they go nine and eight. Uh, Washington, they're there. I mean, Sam Howell, he's a dog. He'll probably have some good games, hopefully. But I I have him going under five hundred. Um, go ahead, Adam. Okay. Um. Yeah, just one big thing that surprised me from that 
division is a uh, that every team was 500 or over last season. Um, but this year it's just, I mean, it's like cookie cutter. It's just Eagles on top. Cause even though they did lose some, I, I think their draft, like Tommy said, probably was the best or the second best from just out of everyone. Um, so they're not really hurting. I think DeAndre Swift hopefully could have a decent year with them. Um, I don't don't shake your head, man. Come on, uh, we can't give up on him yet. You're giving Hold up on. on him, Jordan? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. Uh, I wasted a first round start to pick on him. So yeah, I'm yeah. Okay. I'm out. I mean, there's 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 reason for bitter feelings there, but um, Cowboys. Uh, I'm really excited week six to see the Trey Lance, Tony Pollard read options. Um, oh, man. <laughs> Fullback one, baby. Uh, but I do I do think they – I don't know if they – I don't think they do as well as they did last year, but I still think they have second locked up there. Um, and Giants, Commanders, I wanted to say you could flip-flop them, but I, I don't think the Commanders are going to finish 500, and I think the Giants are going to struggle to do the same. Um, so I'll put I'll put commanders at the bottom, Giants right above them. Um, I don't know if you guys have been like really tapped in to the NFL like media, like not fantasy football. Like we're all tapped in on fantasy football right now. We are locked in, dialed in, as Drake would say. But regular football media is very positive right now for Dallas, like unusually positive. Like people are picking them to win the division. And we're high on Dak Prescott for some reason. And we think this defense is, you know, going to be better than they were last year somehow. Very unusual. Let me break it down. They let Kellen Moore go. And they're going to allow Mike McCarthy to call the plays. That has never worked. (laughs) The one time it did work, Aaron Rodgers was with him. No disrespect to Dak Prescott. He's not prime Aaron Rodgers. You let me know when he throws 48 touchdowns to five interceptions. He does that, we can start talking. He's never done it. He never will do it. Um, I think Dallas is closer to the Giants than they are to the Eagles. The Commanders are a mess. Um, hope they keep Sam Howell in there for the whole season figure out what they got with him defensively it's the same thing we've been saying it for three years their front seven is good if chase young is healthy they could make some impact with that front seven i'm not convinced that emmanuel forbes is the answer at corner at least with year one i do think he has a lot of talent but he's not going to show in come in and play like sauce gardner like he's just not that type of player i don't think he might make some big plays but he's not shutting people down so you know i'm, I'm not inclined to say that they improve on last year but Giants, I really love their defense. I think their defense is going to be a sneaky top 10 unit. Um, big on Kayvon Thibodeau. He showed me what I needed to see from him. And then offensively, all things are possible through Dayball. He made Daniel Jones look like an average quarterback. And Daniel Jones has something going for him. He's athletic and he can run. So him not being a great passer is really mitigated by the fact that they can run a lot of stuff that you can't run with Jimmy Garoppolo that you can't run with Kirk Cousins. The Giants' defense and Brian Dayball's coaching can win games. We saw it. I think they're going to be even better this year. 
Philly, like you guys said, great draft. They back loaded like all the positions that they lost people at. I think Jalen Hurts takes another step. They win the division. But yeah, Dallas, it's unusually positive. And that usually means they disappoint because they always disappoint people. Now, you said how Dallas is close to the Giants. Do you think all three of them get the wild card, or all three teams end up in the playoffs, or one of them uh, Yeah, yeah. I think, okay. I, think, I think Dallas is still, you know, a good team. I just think that people are way too high on them right now because I do think Mike McCarthy is just a dunce. Like, I just <laughs> I don't. Well, I'm, I mean, when Jerry Jones was GM, Usually the head coaches are dunce, so that doesn't shock me. I will say, um, like it's it's just, I think losing Kellen Moore is going to be a bigger impact than people realize. Like offensively, I'm still expecting him to be a good offense, but like top three, I don't know. I don't know. I think it could go either way, to be honest. But I mean, we'll have to wait and see. Um, that's every division. We uh we officially got every division prediction in. We'll we'll come back to this probably around mid February. See how if we were right, probably not. We'll see, you know, if we were closer with um some teams than we were. But it's time to move on to awards. Um, I say we kick it off right off the bat. We'll go MVP. Uh, Jordan, you got the the lines up. Do you want to read off the lines before we give our predictions or? Yeah, I'll just give us, you know, a few, um, just some interesting ones. Patrick Mahomes, plus 600. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, plus 700. Justin Herbert, surprisingly above Jalen Hurts at plus 900. Hurts is plus 1,200. Rodgers, four-time league MVP, plus 1,600. T-Law, Dak, and Tua all at plus 1,600, along with Lamar at plus 1,600. Um, Maybe the most interesting line on here. Is Trey Lance at plus thirty thousand? It's just not gonna happen. Yeah, that's a that's a waste of money right there. <laughs> what is does FanDuel know something? I don't know. I mean, I has could. a fullback ever won MVP? I don't think so. Could him and Mariota? Mariota? Uh huh. Yeah, Carson Wentz listed. What's the what best defensive player odds? Let's see. It looks like TJ Watt at plus plus twenty thousand. Yeah, the that's, the, that's the highest de- defense. Highest I'm seeing. defensive player right there. Worse than Anthony Richardson. Worse than Bailey Zappi. That is outrageous. Worse than Sam Darnold. But enough with the lines. Let's get into the picks. And yeah. uh, I said it. You know, I'm. I am an absolute believer in Action Jackson. Um, MVP in the flesh, as Mark Ingram would say. Look at the details of this offense. Lamar Jackson, plus 1,600. I lock it in. I like that. I, uh, I, I do. I mean, I understand MVP is usually always quarterback. And I hate that sometimes, but I don't think Mahomes is going to take it back to back. I also don't think Josh Allen or Joe Burrow are going to do it. I think I think Herbert might be a sneaky one for it this year, just to come back here. Um, but honestly, my pick 
is Hertz, twelve hundred. I think he's going to have an even better year than last year. Um, just going to keep improving. So I am taking Jalen Hurts. I've been going back and forth on this one because, like, I can see you know Justin Herbert just balling out. You know, with the new uh, coaching staff, puts up forty plus touchdowns. Who knows? But uh, you know, you bring up Lamar. I, what was the prediction? Five thousand yards? Was that what you said earlier this year? I said I said five thousand yards of total offense from yeah. Lamar Jackson. Total which offense. Doesn't seem okay. like a doesn't I seem like passing. a stretch. It doesn't seem like a stretch, does it? Four thousand, a thousand on the ground, fifty total touchdowns. Yeah. No, it, it, wins it's the division. Not a wins the MVP. The, I, you know, Hall of Fame. Yeah, you know, the whole whole nine. I'm I'm gonna cash in on Joe Burrow. I'm taking I'm taking Joe Burrow oh, in this one. God, I think dude. what what. If you pick the Bengals, all you do all off season is hype up. You stay on my side of the fence. You you fight Eric Costa and the listen, Ravens, listen. and you say pay the man, and 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 you have him on your first dynasty team ever. He's your starting quarterback. He is. You. And, hey, and, man, Javante and, Williams and, are in the starting lineup, and <laughs> and and you and you you ride with me. You're my brother, and we stand with Lamar Jackson I, and getting the players paid. And then you come out here today, and you don't believe in Todd Monk. You picked the Bengals to win the division. Disrespect. Then, not only that, you picked Joe Burrow to win MVP over Action Jackson. This is unreal. Listen. Unreal. Can you need, sir, you need to calm down a little bit. I'm still a believer in the Ravens. I think they're a very great team. I just think Cincinnati is about one or two games better than them. And I think Joe Burrow is going to cash in. Before he signs that contract, all right? Is that okay? I guess. I well, it's not going to happen. I mean, actually, I Jackson still love it. Lamar. I think you know five thousand. That's a lot. That's a big number. Five is a massive amount. <laughs> all right, even four may be too much. Okay, Joe Burrow. I just I I I I don't want to bet against him. I I think. Um, you know, I'm kind of with Adam with Mahomes on this one. Um, I I just got to do it. I still love Lamar Jackson, though. Don't get that wrong. I know that he's on my dynasty team. He's one of the few guys that are untouchable on the dynasty team. Okay. So so we got so we got Lamar, Burrow. Who'd you say, Adam? Uh, I said Hurts. All right. Okay. All right. See, Adam's a believer. Another strong black man winning a oh, winning okay. MVP. This don't, is what I'm talking about. Don't make this a race thing. Uh, don't make this a race thing. All right. Just kidding. Just kidding, people. Just kidding. I don't know if you are anymore. No, absolutely. No. Just, just joshing. Um. Well, do you want to stick with offense for offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year? Let's let's go for offensive player of the year. I'll read out some interesting <laughs> lines here. Let's start with Lamar Jackson plus twenty two hundred. Um. Uh. Jamar Chase leads the field at plus eleven hundred. Justin Jefferson at plus fourteen forty. McCaffrey at plus fourteen hundred, or actually plus fourteen hundred. My bad for Justin Jefferson and McCaffrey. Nick Chubb plus eighteen hundred. Tyreek Hill plus two thousand. Um, I'm going extremely bold here. We heard Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill. They were on the chase for two thousand, right? And I don't know, like Jamar Chase has always been like. 
him and Justin Jefferson are getting compared. He's always in the top five. But you know what's weird is he really hasn't had... I mean, his rookie year was fantastic. But he hasn't had that year, right? Like, that, like, he's different. Like, 1,700 yards, 1,800 yards, something crazy. He wasn't healthy last year, but he still put up insane numbers for 12 games. I think the first receiver to ever break 2,000 yards is not Tyreek Hill or Justin Jefferson or Cooper Cup. It's it's Jamar Chase this season, plus, plus 1,100, cash it in, offensive player of the year. He breaks 2K. That may that may feed into uh into Tommy's Joe Burrow MVP shout. Definitely. No, Lamar Jackson fifty total touchdowns, five thousand yards. Who's, who's it's, throwing it's, the ball to Jamar Chase though? Doesn't okay. He can have two thousand yards, and Joe Burrow can still only throw another two thousand. You know, more likely That's than fair. not, it's gonna be more than that. Whatever, Get, make your prediction, man. <laughs> make it. Go I'm ahead, a, Tommy. Okay. Um, I'm also going to go Jamar Chase because if, if Jamar Chase is going to be Offensive Player of the Year, I think Joe Burrow will be, also be MVP. But I think Jamar <laughs> is – I I think it's going to be a good year for him. You know, it's two years into the system. I'm kind of with Jordan. This may be the year where he already has broken out but takes that next step. Uh, Jefferson, I just think teams are going to – kind of scheme more around him. Um, you know, there's a lot of tape out on him now. Um, who was the other? Did you say Tyreek Hill was also up there for the lines? Yeah, he's plus 2,000. I still think it's a good pick, but I I don't know if he gets uh, – if his year from last year is as good because now you have Waddle there still. Maybe Waddle takes that next step and maybe his numbers go down a little bit. Um, did you mention McCaffrey too? Yeah, plus fourteen hundred. I think they might limit his touches a little bit, uh, San Fran, uh, just for to keep him healthy. So I don't think he he'll be winning this award. Yeah, so I mean, just from a conservation standpoint, it kind of hurts his chances for offensive player of the year. But uh with San Fran not having a prominent QB, I do think McCaffrey gets an absurd amount of work even if they do limit some touches. Um, and it's not, I don't think it's absurd saying, picking him for this award considering he has the second best odds or tied with the second best. Um, so yeah, I think McCaffrey if he stays healthy all season, he has a legitimate shot at Offensive Player of the Year. And I'm going to lock Christian McCaffrey. I like that. I like that a lot. You know, the Offensive Player of the Year season out of San Fran would do a lot for my mental health. <laughs> it'll, it, hey, it'll, it'll still be good. But I'm glad we were able to agree with Jamar Chase on this one, though. We don't have to agree yep. on MVP. Yeah. Uh-huh. But we, we yeah, can agree sure. on this. So we'll move on right to Defensive Player of the Year. Jordan, uh, you got the lines pulled up for him? Yep. Yeah. Um. Just reading the first couple. Plus four fifty for Micah Parsons. Plus six hundred for for Garrett. Uh. Plus eight hundred for T.J. Watt. Plus twelve hundred for the reigning Defensive Player of the Year, Nick Bosa. Plus two thousand for Aaron Donald in a mod Sauce Gardner. Plus twenty five hundred for Max Crosby. Um. Yeah. There's some more interesting ones down here. But, you know, sticking in the perennial defensive player of the year candidates, right up top. I got an interesting one for you guys. 
Not really. I'm going TJ Watt. A uh, fully healthy season from TJ Watt. I think he's going to, uh, once again, transform that Steelers defense. And he plays in a division with a lot of high-profile quarterbacks. Um, we have a masseuse specialist in Deshaun Watson, um, a a legit MVP candidate in Joe Burrow, and the MVP in Lamar Jackson. So, uh, you know, it's there's a lot of high-power, te- high high-spotlight, bright spotlight quarterbacks for him to sack and get his profile up him and miles garrett but i think tj watt makes a run at the sack record again fully healthy reestablishes his name as a perennial defensive player of the year candidate my man oh man it's beauty it's beautiful i i was hoping that i would not be the only one to have that thought that he has a chance at breaking this the, the sack record and just i i i I think he's going to carry, just walk away with the defense player of the year easily. Because I do like how you put it, that he just has some big-name quarterbacks to sack uh, in the division. So, um, yeah, for me, it's it's an easy T.J. Watt. I am. I want to say, though, I am surprised at Nick Bosa's line uh, not being in the top three there with them. Well, you know, he, he doesn't have a contract. Neither does Chris Jones. So. <laughs> I um I was gonna say I thought uh Nick Bosa was a little low for a uh, reigning <laughs> award winner for this. I guess I'll be different. I don't want all of us going uh TJ Watt for the award. Um, I'll go Micah. I think uh I think Micah could have a good year, especially in that division. Um, if he gets to you know Jalen Hurts a lot, I don't think he will in that game. Um. I think uh, he'll have a couple big games outside the division. I think they said they're going to play him more on the defensive line too, so it gives him a chance for more sacks. Uh, a couple of the other guys, though, I think that uh, could have uh, better odds as the year goes on. I think Max Crosby also may be up there. I think uh, he's a really good defensive end. Uh, he works great on the outside. Um, Aaron Donald, where'd you head? Was he? Was did you say his line? Yeah, plus 2,000. Um, I'm glad you brought up Max Crosby. He would be my second pick, to be honest. Um, he's about to get paid, you know, and I think that's, you know, usually when guys start to play their best football. The one I am kind of shocked about that is uh, high is Sauce Gardner, just because I think there's a lot more guys up front that uh, will win the award ahead of him. But I think he's he will still have a great year. Um, what were the other? What were the couple of the later ones you said? Uh, we got Gardner at plus two thousand, Crosby plus twenty five hundred, Chris Jones plus twenty five hundred, yeah, Quentin Williams plus three thousand, along with Hassan Reddick and Aiden Hutchinson, the other Bosa brother plus thirty five hundred. <laughs> Is the other Bosa brother gonna come to San Fran? Hopefully, we're working on it. You want? You want? Okay. Maybe that's going to be – that's why the deal's getting held up. That's what it is. It, Nick yeah, I mean, wants his pay, brother we, with him. Yeah, yeah. you can't pay both yeah. of them. So we're trying to do a package deal where we get both yeah. of them for $30 million a year. <laughs> Fair. Fair enough. Um, we'll go to Offensive Rookie of the Year next. Um, I'll let you take it away. Uh, so we got, we got some good odds here. Um, 
Bijan plus 300, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, Gibbs, and CJ Stroud bringing up the rear at plus 450, plus 700, plus 900, plus 1,000. If you want to get a little crazy, a little wacky out there, you know, get some wide receiver action, plus 1,600 for Addison and Flowers, JSN with the wrist injury, he's moved at plus 2,100. Quentin Johnston can't beat out Josh Palmer, so he's at plus 2,500. Not going to name all of these running backs because there's a million of them. Another interesting one, Dalton Kincaid, plus (laughs) 4,000. Not a chance. That's disrespectful. For me, me though, if if they don't, because I don't think these quarterbacks are going to win it, it's just going to be between Bijan and Gibbs and just who gets more use, I guess. Um, I think Gibbs with how versatile uh, Detroit's planning on him being, like how, how much they're planning on using him. If he stays healthier than he is this easily for me, but I, that's, I will say Bijan, I expect him to have a big year too. So, but I'm going to take Gibbs for the, for the offensive rookie of the year. I'm with Adam on this one. I got Gibbs as well. Well, you know, I can never just say my answer. It's always got to be a long-winded explanation. So, Tommy, I don't know if you know, we were doing the pre-draft process. We were talking about guys, and I was giving player comps. And I said, if you squint, this guy looks like Antonio Uh Brown. And I have Action Jackson um, winning MVP. Yeah, it was Zay Flowers. And as a, a dear friend of mine once said... He moved different. Zay Flowers, Offensive Rookie of the Year, establishes himself as the wide receiver one in Baltimore. Lamar Jackson loves him. Todd Munkin gets him the ball in space. He goes for 1,300, 1,400 total yards, you know, six, seven touchdowns. Offensive Rookie of the Year, Zay Flowers. As, hey, I, I love that pick. You know, I'm a, I'm a big Zay Flowers fan. I got him in the Dynasty League, at least one of them. Um, I hope he pops off. I hope JSN pops off, too. Which, I, is JSN already back at practice? Yeah, he hasn't been practicing. After, he has. Okay. Yeah, which, I mean, with the wrist injury, um, I think that's another good pick. Um, no love to the quarterbacks, though. Uh, Anthony Richardson, oh, I think, will have a good year, but... Offensive rookie it's of the hard year. When you got, yeah, yeah you, you, it's hard when you got Bijan and Gibbs. You know, I feel like yeah. those two should actually be the front runners. They're just going to get so many counting stats, and you know the quarterbacks have to have legit good years um, for them to win this award. I'm just going Zay Flowers to be a contrarian, but I do think that Bijan and Gibbs are probably the two safest picks for this award. I mean, that's fair. I mean, we know Bijan's going to have a lot of work because we've seen Arthur Smith's. Uh, offenses before um and Gibbs you know he he's got a solid offensive line they want to work him in quick you know can't go wrong we'll uh we'll go defensive rookie of the year next uh Will Anderson plus 4430 Jalen Carter plus 550 Tyree Wilson plus 1100 Christian Gonzalez plus 1400 Emmanuel Forbes plus 1600 Jack Campbell plus 1600 and my pick for this award, it's going back-to-back years with a corner, plus Devon Witherspoon, plus 2,000. I think having Tariq Woolen across from him, he's going to get a lot of 
easier matchups than people expect. And Devon Witherspoon is a dog. He is a dog. Turn the tape on, people. He's a dog. I think he's going to come out way with a lot of good counting stats. And uh, I think he's going to have a lot of impact plays for Seattle, especially covering, you know, guys number twos and threes. And uh, I think he wins it. Solid pick, Adam. I'll let you go next. Yeah, I'm not going to really provide much deliberation or explanation. I'm just going to take Will Anderson and leave it at that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't think you can go wrong with either of your guys' picks. I think they're both in good situations. You know, I think they're both going to have great rookie years. Um, you read? Did you read Jalen Carter off? You cut out a little yes, bit on me. Yes, plus, plus, yeah. uh, plus 550 for Jalen Carter. I think, you know, there's so many other great talent on the defensive end where I think it, this is kind of going to hurt him in that aspect where he's going to stand out. So I, I just agree. don't have him winning this award. Um, I'll, I'll go, I'll go Tyree Wilson. I'll shake things up. I think, um, I, like I think he'll have a good year. You know, I, I, I will say, I think both rookie races are going to be pretty tight this year. I think it, it was a good draft class. I think, um, you're going to see some star players on both sides. So I don't think you can go wrong with any of uh, the top guys. Absolutely agree. Um, before we get to comeback player of the year, because I feel like that one's probably going to be pretty yeah. cut and dry. Let's talk about say, coach of the year. Yeah, um, read my mind. A lot of different odds here, but I don't really want to read the odds for coach of the year because who knows what they actually like. It some years it goes to the guys that win. You know, they have the best team in the their mo- conference, yeah. and then some years it goes to Mike Tomlin. So, with that being said, my coach of the year is going to be Robert Sala. I think he matches everything that the media wants. Good story. Everyone's hyping the Jets up. He has a a good chance to win his division, like a better chance than like Matt Eberflus, you know? Like the Bears don't have a chance in hell. Uh, So I think if the Jets make a miracle run, even if they're a high wild card, and then maybe even if they don't win the division, Robert Sala has a really good chance at winning this award. I think it'd either be him or Dan Campbell for me, but I'm riding with my San Francisco guy. I'm going to take the same exact pick. I was just I was just thinking with how much like coverage and and hype they are getting. If they because considering like just all the changes that were made with the Jets, if they're able to come out and just perform, well, I'll say all the changes. The main change being quarterback. They're actually having a definitive one. Um, not Zach Wilson. I I, I do think this team comes out and like you said gets a wild card spot. Then then Salah has this. Uh, Robert Sala has this uh, award locked up. You know, I'm I'm on the Dan Campbell train still. I, I I'm can't not hate that. I can't off. hate that. I gotta go, Dan Campbell, just because I he's my man. He's taking some kneecaps. He's doing it with Jared Goff. Robert Sala's got Aaron Rodgers. That's that's already should give him an advantage if they do win the same amount of games. Um. Couple of the other guys in the line, um, you know, Matt Eberflus. I, I don't think that's happening. I think 
he's pretty high just because still I think it, they they really got to improve a lot and at least go above 500 to where like the 10 and 7 range. I don't see that happening right off the bat. Um Sean Payton was high too, I feel like. And then um a couple of the other ones, Arthur Smith, I think I saw, and then D'Amico Ryan's. I'm I'm throwing those right out, I'm gonna be honest. And then but I will say Robert Sala, I think, is right behind Dan Campbell though, in my mind, for this award. And then um the last one's pretty clear cut. It's it's comeback player of the year. It it's Demar Hamlin. I mean, I it's based, a it's a fantastic story. Uh, yeah, he's minus three fifty. He's got the best odds of any award winner. Um, it's a fantastic story. Yeah, and I won't take anything away from that. I'm not even going to speak on him as a player or anything. It's just it's a it's remarkable that he's going to be on a field playing football this year. But I do want to give love to John Mechie. Um, you know he had his whole rookie season cut short because of his diagnosis uh and you know him being on the field this year is also pretty fantastic and then you know there's guys with legit injuries that are coming back you know tj watt uh i don't know why russell wilson's on here to be honest Javante. Uh, yeah javante uh, Tua, i think two was on there too Tua, uh Brees hall uh lamar uh, there's guys that have missed time last year for uh injuries like regular injuries you know strains and, and, and tears and stuff. But Damar Hamlin or John Mechie, you know, they had life altering things happen to them and they're gonna be on a football field this year and uh that's great. It's 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 always very well said a great award. And I think this year it's it's a lot more prominent, you know, with Damar Hamlin but John Mechie too. Um I, I don't like the fact that people who played poorly earned this award, I will say. Yeah, Russell like Russell Wilson, what yeah. are you coming back from? Being bad? Well, didn't, like you... It wasn't like James Conner in the award discussion one year, or didn't he win the award? I mean, stuff like that. I just feel like, do like a most improved award too, maybe. I don't know. But Calvin Ridley is on here. He's coming back from gambling. Gambling, um... yeah. <laughs> hey, he, he was one hit away from financial freedom, okay? He just wanted to get paid. <laughs> um, I, I think that's they'll do it for award predictions. We'll get down the first um, game prediction of the year. Thursday night football, week one, opening night, we got the Detroit Lions going up against Kansas City. I'll let you guys pick. Yeah, I don't care who goes first. I'll... Uh... I'll go ahead and go because I know Jordan will have probably a lot to say about this game. Uh, <laughs> so I think last, well, last year, Thursday night for me was one of the sleepiest football nights. Well, it's not even for me. It's just yeah, America it was, lost. Yeah. Every America Thursday, you, you get your hopes up. Uh, there's a football game on, and then it's a 3-0 to zero game. Yeah. I, or and Russell what, Wilson's in the game. That's even worse. We can only pray that that's not happening this time. And we're just with these two teams, I don't, I don't think it's even a possibility. I think it's going to be very exciting. I mean, the Chiefs will, Mahomes will do what Mahomes does, but then we're going to get to see Gibbs for the very first time, which is very exciting. And just the rest of this Lions team. Um, in terms of who's going to win, I would love to, to, uh, to pick the Lions, but I, I. The Chiefs on opening day just just sounds like the most clear cut win for me possible, so I'm gonna go Chiefs. This game is in Kansas City. 
Um, right? I'm not. I'm not tripping. I'm pretty sure the game is in Kansas yeah, City. Yeah, it's in Kansas City. Um, and Adam said it. You know, last year was horrible. You know, I'd be so excited for Thursday, and then I realize that Russell Wilson's on TV, and my whole night's ruined. Um, but I gotta say, Chris Jones not playing is massive. It doesn't look like he's gonna be starting. Um, that like like David Gettleman would say, Dave Gettleman, big hog mollies in the trenches for Detroit. They're not gonna have Chris Jones, and Kansas City has this thing, like the Patriots dynasty. They play a lot of different defensive fronts. They're kind of poor for the first couple weeks, month, six weeks of the season. And then they round into shape, and then their defense is great. Dan Campbell has had this circled on his calendar since they knew it was happening. He has been circling Patrick Mahomes' kneecaps all year, all offseason, telling his guys to go get him. Detroit needs to make a statement for this season for me to really believe they're going to win this game and it's going to be like Jonathan Gannon said the first time he met Rondell Moore pew 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 explosives shot plays we're going to get so much excitement from this game both of these are great offenses I'm hoping for not a sleeper I'm going to take Detroit in a shootout because it's what America deserves after last season you know, I thought I was the only one going to Detroit. Um, I'm also taking Detroit. I'm riding a Dan Campbell train right into week one. I'm not hopping off week four like others on this show. Um, it, you know, I think Chris Jones out is a huge factor in this game just because Detroit's probably one of the best offensive line, maybe the best. I think they're going to use that to their advantage. You know, I think – they're going to try to keep Kansas City's offense off the field as much as they can through slow, methodical drives, try to wear down this Kansas City defense without their leader. Um, Chiefs will answer right back quick. I, Detroit doesn't have the best defense. I will say that. But I think, you know, with the situations and how the teams are looking, I'm going Detroit. And also, I do want to mention, I'm looking at the lines for these games. You know, we used to do cash or pass. I will say, I'm cashing in on Detroit plus six and a half. That's a huge spread for this game, I feel like. It is. It, for an offense as good as Detroit and a defense that starts as slow as Kansas City, that is kind of disrespectful for them to be over a touchdown favorite. Um, I would cash that as well. You know, I'm, I would also cash probably the over at 54.5, I will say. I think they're, they'll easily hit that, hopefully by the third quarter. But uh, Hope. Yeah, we we can hope after the last year's Thursday night performances. But we just got to wait for the rest of our picks. We'll be back soon. It's only we're giving you a little tease, only one game right now. And then we'll get into it. But um anything else you guys want to add before we sign off? Um it was a pleasure being back for the first time this year, this season. Um very excited to to see how the picks and everything go this season and how these predictions will go. Well, you know, as, as a wise man once said, I'm always right and I'm never wrong. I'm just early. Um, yeah, we're, I'm so glad we're back. It's like, you know, this summer was depression. I watched the Yankees be bad and that was all I had going for me. It was them being bad. But football's back. 
fantasy football, we we all had drafts. Me and Adam hopefully had our last draft. Um, financially, I can't afford another one. <laughs> um, so we're we're locked in again, dialed in, as Drake would say. And I just hope that this Thursday night game sets the precedent for this season. If Detroit and Kansas City play a seven to three game, it's over. The season's gonna be a, a, a snooze fest. Are you watching? I wouldn't be surprised if time. I'll be there. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll be watching the pregame, the postgame, yeah. the game. I hope I will be there. I will be there no matter what. But I'm so glad to be back. I was going to say, yeah, I, I love doing off-season stuff, but there's nothing better than coming on here and you know giving our game picks, looking like fools afterwards. So I, I'm with you guys. It's glad to be back. You know, football's almost here. I do, though, have one more fantasy draft. I have it Wednesday. And um, good good luck. Eleventh pick out of twelve, so it's not looking too great off the bat. But um, we'll try. We'll try to make it work. But we're almost there. A couple more days till the season begins. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Armchair GMs. We hope you guys enjoyed. Peace.